everyone. I'm Chelsea Butler with KBB Magazine, and on today's From the Tap podcast, I am welcoming designer Richard Aniskevich, also fondly known in our industry as Richard A to Z. Welcome, Richard, and thank you so much for joining me. Uh, thank you, Chelsea. It's a pleasure to be here with you today. So today we're going to discuss the art of exhibitor booth design and the difference between that and residential design and some of the challenges involved. So even as this podcast will might most likely come out after KBiz, let's start out by just talking a little bit about the show in general. So that said, tell us about your first KBiz. How did you get involved? Yeah. So my first KBiz actually would have been 2008 Chicago. And those were the years where uh, KBiz was independent of IBiz show, right? So um, every other year, KBiz used to rotate um, at the Chicago Convention Center. And at the time, I was a sophomore in school. I was a design student at Virginia Tech. And that sophomore year, I started to get extremely involved as a student member of the NKBA. And so with that program at Virginia Tech, uh, they're very uh, involved in the overall national organization. And so there was an opportunity for students to attend the, uh, the KBIS show that year. And so I uh, very uh, enthusiastically uh, took in that uh, journey to KBIS. And for me, Chelsea, I mean, truly that was an aha moment in my career or my journey, I would say. I was so overcome with, um, you know, this positive feeling of being at the, the show, seeing all these tangibles, meeting people, shaking hands, seeing new products. It really was an inspirational trip for me. We also, as students, uh, got to do a really unique tour where Chicago is in close proximity to Kohler, Wisconsin. And Kohler actually brought us out to their factory um, during that trip as well. So there was a few other facets of that trip that to me just really instilled this uh, this idea that I really wanted to become committed in this industry and involved in it. And I truly said at that show that one day I really hope that I could have a display or a kitchen showcase that would inspire others because I know how much it inspired me. That's awesome. Yeah, I've been out to Kohler once before. That was awesome. <laughs> oh, I mean, to feel the heat of the cast iron and, you know, just see that artisanal aspect of the product, it really helps you value it even more so and, you know, appreciate a product. So tell us how you got interested in designing um, exhibitor booths and how long you've been involved in that. Yeah, so uh, it's been several years now that I've been active in uh, booth design. Again, it started as a dream back in 2008. And, you know, I graduated formally in 2010 and kind of hit the ground running and very active in the industry. And I've just always been committed. So uh, my first opportunity was a unique opportunity where it was actually a mini design competition uh, for Perlick Refrigeration, and uh, they had a, uh, a design competition powered by Modanus where you could submit uh, designs that would be showcased at the show. And so my first uh, showcase was a 2015 KBiz. Um, in Las Vegas, and uh, it was a small, like, six-foot bar vignette, and I titled it The Cart Before the Horse, and it was a literal bar cart in front of a horse mural 
um, that was styled like a bar and it had integrated refrigeration drawers and some really unique details, um, a, a antique mirrored wall, uh, custom sink, leather countertop with belt inlays. It had a lot of really unique details to it. And I actually won an award uh, for that design. So um, it's really interesting because my journey in this idea of exhibits has really grown very organically through time because it was really the energy from that. Of course, I was further involved and I had a unique opportunity to participate that year in the DXV, the luxury plumbing line by American Standard, uh, their national ad campaign where they commissioned me to design a kitchen uh, for them. That was a part of their national ad campaign. And with that, they had decided to take those displays to KBIS. So that following year, we showcased the DXV kitchen that I titled the Concrete Jungle. Uh, it was really this mashup of old and new and was this wonderful crossover of this Art Deco history inspired by New York City in the golden era. And that was true to the golden era products in the DXV line. So um, that was a really amazing opportunity to be a part of that whole campaign and have that showcase uh, at the show. And then from that, I actually went to uh, the trade show in Milan, York, Cucina, which I'm sure some people are familiar with. And at that show, um, I had always been connected uh, to the Lee Bear brand and just kind of friendly with um, some of their team and connected with them over at that show. And they had seen what I did the last couple of years. They were launching a new product. So they um, approached me about designing a kitchen to launch uh, their new um, refrigeration line. And so from that, you know, it would have been uh, 2018 um, was that show. And we, you know, showcased the kitchen. Again, it got a lot of really great buzz. Um, it was a really fun project. Uh, and then truly um, kind of a, you know, very organically, again, through that time frame, I had been curating a relationship with the Monogram brand and doing a lot of different um, continuing education courses with them. And a lot of, um, there was, you know, a relationship that I was cultivating there. And so they were launching two new series, uh, their Statement and Minimalist Collection, um, so our first showcase with Monogram was in 2019 KBIS, and it was a 4,000 square foot booth design. So it was my largest ever. Every year they got bigger square footage wise, and, you know, it kind of had to top the last one. But, you know, it really solidified my relationship with them, and um, I could not be more grateful for that opportunity because it's, you know, been really amazing how that's all grown through time. And, you know, we consecutively since have been working together. And um, this past year, I was appointed their creative director as well, which was a huge opportunity. So, you know, the relationship keeps uh, cultivating new opportunities and, um, you know, and we're, and we're having fun in the, the ideas of truly bringing inspirational vignettes to life at the show to inspire others. Yeah, so I definitely remember that Perlick, that first one that you did. I was there for that. That was so fun to walk around and see all those little uh, designs. And then, yeah, um, I guess it was a couple of years ago when the last time we were all live together that we we had that um, you had that gathering in the monogram booth. I think right at KBiz. That yes, was awesome. That was Thank really you. Pretty, yeah. Um, so outside of this, Richard, when we're finished, this is a podcast. Um, 
audio, but then we'll have a video component. So if you want to send, um, if you have photos that you're able to share from like Perlick and Monogram a couple yeah. of years ago, we can jot those in. I just don't want to talk about it on air because if they're listening in on the podcast, they're going to be like, wait, I can't see anything. <laughs> right. No right. worries. So how would you describe the difference of residential design and booth design? Like what, what, what's going on there? Yeah. So for me, booth design is really an opportunity to be a lot more, what I'd say, kind of abstract and uh, fundamentally futuristic in the approach. And that's something that I just is very true to, I think, my design sense is I'm always trying to think about what's next and what's coming um, and really just open people's minds. Uh, in residential design, we have certain parameters, of course, uh, which we would call controls in design. So whether it be the actual restrictions of space or, you know, some sort of construction detail or structural issue that we need to take into consideration where in booth design, it's a lot more open-ended. So you can almost be a little bit more whimsical in those designs. And I truly call it the concept car. Um, something that I always related to when I was young, I used to love dragging my dad to auto shows because uh, I was really inspired by vehicle design. And, you know, there would always be these amazing future cars concepts with different brands and things. And so I really used that inspiration kind of logic uh, in my, my exhibit, exhibit designs, right? Because it, it isn't meant to inspire, it's meant to open people's minds. And so that's always been my goal um, with every showcase. So it is, again, it's a lot more um, creative in the sense of a little bit open-ended. You can be a little bit more tongue-in-cheek. And I kind of love that because, again, it, it's intended to make you think. So I'm guessing there's a pretty tight time frame in which you have to build. So have there been some challenges you've had to overcome and how did you handle those? Yeah, so that's always, uh, I would say, one of the biggest challenges. Uh, challenges is, you know, time, um, because they do only have three days to build the booth. So you can have the biggest dream of an idea, but it's then becomes a reality of how do you build it, right? And so um, we've been really fortunate through the years, just through my experience to really curate a phenomenal team um, that helps us execute uh, these designs. And, you know, those people have kind of been vetted through time, have learned along the way of, you know, what's worked, what's not worked, and what's been successful. And um, I'm really proud, again, of, you know, being able to showcase these designs. I really stress the fact that it does come down to a team. Again, I can have the best designer idea, but if you don't have people to implement it and bring it to life, then it's not going to be successful, right? And so, um, it's a lot of planning on the front end and no matter how much you plan, it still comes down to those final days where always things go awry and you kind of have to just punt and, um, make quick design decisions. That's really what it comes down to. For me, every challenge is an opportunity to come up with a design concept. I had an art teacher actually who instilled that uh, in me when I was in like third grade. And I've always remembered that when I would be drawing something. And if I felt like I made a mistake, she would always say that's, you know, a new opportunity. And so that's always something that stuck with me. And I do practice that in my line of work and specifically in trade shows when you're under the pressure, um, you just have to come up with creative solutions. So we've had, you know, things not shipped properly, obviously things getting damaged, um, uh, countertops crack. I mean, you name it, we've dealt with it and there's always a, you know, a solution. Um, I remember specifically in the 
Lee Bear booth years ago, we actually had this neon sign and it was a bar vignette and the neon sign we had like custom made in this really cool font and it said Prost, which in German means cheers. And I kind of loved that play on it, given their heritage of the brand. And I mean, we waited for that sign for months to be made and, you know, manufactured. And within two seconds of them trying to hang it, it just shattered. You know, oh my gosh. So it's, you know, the show opens the next day. It's like, how do we, you know, reconcile this? And so it's that immediate just uh, kind of hamster wheel of like, okay, like start making calls, see what we can do. And luckily there was actually that year was in Orlando and there was a vendor in Orlando who like turned out a neon sign for us like super quick. And, you know, those things are just realities. You have to just deal with them, try to solve it and keep it moving. Um, for me, it's like, it's, you know, it's a lot of pressure, but it's, there's kind of an excitement behind it. Um, Cause you, I do really um, put a lot of pride into my work. And so be able to showcase that and share it with others it's something that I take really seriously and it's um, kind of energizing. Um, so as much as it's stressful, uh, there is, you know, reward to it as well. Yeah, that's a definite lucky break you had with that sign. That's awesome. <laughs> it's, there's plenty of stories like that. I mean, we could yeah. podcast just telling you about the, you know, the, the hurdles, but, um, you know, it's always work. It always works out. And that's where you kind of have to just keep a level head about it and, you know, have that kind of uh, contingency plan in place and, and keep it moving. So did you say you did design a booth for the upcoming KBiz show? Yes. So uh, launching here in 2022, we will officially be bringing to life Villa Monogram, which is the Monogram Appliance booth. Uh, but this year, taking it to a whole nother heightened experience. Um, really something to connect with all of us in this context of, well, we've been all forced to stay at home and work from home. And, um, you know, you might be have yearning for that trip or destination and for inspiration, right? And so I think I truly was at home during kind of the, the uh, lockdown period. And it was just like, why can't your home be that oasis? Why can't it be that inspiration? So it really evolved into this organic story of bringing Villa Monogram to life and making it a destination and making it that really resort aspect and experience. And so we have Villa Monogram Mountain, we have Villa Monogram Beach and Villa Monogram Farm. So it's three different environments all under one roof um, that really brings this resort inspiration, very inspired by the landscape um, and uh, so I'm really proud of it. I mean, it's always, for me, it is art. Uh, it's a body of work and, um, uh, you know, you just hope that it's well-received. I think that's always a little bit nerve wracking um, of will it, you know, um, make an impact or land with people and resonate with them. Uh, but at the same time, I think I also always challenge myself. And so it's an authentic expression of where I am in my career and, um, you know, an opportunity to showcase that. So what have the days been like leading up to the show? <laughs> so um, it's a lot of fielding construction calls. I mean, again, we've kind of figured out through time, it's best to pre-fit things uh, pre-show to try to head off any of those last minute issues that arise. So it's a lot of just, um, you know, uh, kind of fielding those calls of how certain parts come together or what might not be shaking out like we thought. 
Um, right now, this year, I think we all can relate to this idea of just the supply chain is not um, in our favor. So when you think about those last minute things, uh, that's really a bit, you know, is a, a huge challenge right now. So for example, just this week, uh, we had ordered some wire mesh that was supposed to insert into cabinets months ago. And unfortunately, we just got noticed that it's an, another month delay. So it's going to miss the showtime window. And um, so it's just, you know, plan B, again, figuring out that next um, opportunity of, uh, you know, okay, so that's not going to show up, but what can we do? So there is uh, a lot of those uh, pre-show. So it's a lot of, a lot of pre-planning. Uh, we literally roadmap everything out. It's, it is, there is a parallel to residential design because I mean, we truly have blueprints that we build to and it's all, um, you know, really detailed. Um, so it's really just comes down to the execution. So tell me how you're able to fit this booth design into your already really busy schedule. Yeah, well, um, there's no question that, of course, in general, there's a there's a juggling act, I think, in the nature of our line of work, because um, all projects are different, no matter what uh, kind of linear process we hope to have, it's always, um, there's always hurdles. So at the end of the day, it, it is still just a project, just like any other. Um, for me, though, um, it's a, it is a real kind of passion or hobby, almost. Um, and something that, again, I, I, um, I have a lot of enjoyment doing. So, you know, that's like my weekends and evenings and things as anyone else would practice some sort of other, maybe extracurricular or hobby. Uh, for me, it's kind of this exhibitor space and being able to do that. Um, so uh, it's, it, it's fun. We work with a lot of great people. Um, it, it's kind of lighthearted in the sense of, while of course it naturally can be stressful, um, you don't have almost uh, an end client, if you will. Like, I mean, clients have big expectations and with this, you kind of get to create your client, right? And dream up this space. And so for me as, you know, kind of from that artist lens, uh, it really, um, it's more fun in that regard because again, I'm kind of inventing the client and thinking about who would maybe live in this space or whatnot. So there's kind of this, dreamer aspect to it that keeps me really motivated. And, um, you know, again, I kind of see it as um, that extracurricular, if you will, in my, you know, my overall schedule. That makes sense. I mean, something you really love to do, so you make the time for it, right? Mm -hmm. So outside of the booth itself, are there other factors that you have to keep in mind? Well, certainly, um, you know, there's space restrictions. There's a lot of uh, general protocol of um, show, you know, regulations. And those are all things that one would learn more through time. And the best thing I could relate to is in, you know, residential design, we have building codes and, and uh, you know, restrictions. And, and, you know, the same thing applies when it comes down to, uh, to booth. So, um, for example, this year, which I'm kind of giving you a little bit of a, a preview, uh, we, I had this, um, big idea of an integrated fireplace into the booth. And so, of course, naturally, with the idea of a live fire, um, that came with, you know, some nuancing and understanding, you know, the regulations and kind of restrictions to that. So um, you'll have to come and check it out uh, to see how we accomplished it. Yeah, I'm excited about that. 
So what happens to the, the booth materials after the show? Yeah, that's a great question. So we really try to put a huge effort into repurposing um, the displays. So for Monogram, every display is designed in the intent that it lives um, it has a life post-show. So whether that um, certain displays travel, there's a lot of local um, like group shows and kind of buyer and distribution shows that smaller vignettes go to. Um, on the converse side, also there's showrooms. And we put a large investment into showroom displays across the country um, in sense of appliance stores. So some of those get repurposed, uh, but it's always um, it, you know, the intent to reuse. Um, as you can imagine, with the idea of a quick build and a quick teardown, unfortunately, um, certain things are a little more susceptible to damage, but the group, you know, really does their due diligence to uh, repurpose and, you know, recycle. All right, that's awesome. So you talked about, you know, all those years ago winning um, the competition with Perlick. Tell us about some of the other awards and recognitions that you've won through your booth design. Yeah. Um, well, I, again, I, I feel really um, fortunate or grateful to even have had these opportunities because, again, I thought about them for a really long time. I mean, truly being that student and just like walking around the show and then to think, you know, now it's like, man, it's, you know, dreams coming true. And so um, through the years, obviously, I've gotten recognized for the design aspects of all the different vignettes and displays uh, through time. But uh, most notably in the more recent, in 2019, we won Best Large Booth, uh, recognized by KBiz. And then uh, in 2020, we were Best in Show overall, which, you know, are really um, big milestones for me and something that I feel, again, I just really thankful um, that it was well received because it is truly a labor of love. There's a lot of time and ideas and uh, energy invested into those. I mean, the nights coming up, going up to it, I mean, that weekend, uh, I mean, you're around the clock staging this thing, setting it up. I mean, they're all nighters, literally. I mean, it's always, you know, you're 8 p.m. at the, the sh you know, the night before the show opens the next morning uh, at nine, at, you know, but the staff and, and uh, you know, has to get there earlier. And so like, you really have only those like morning hours and it very easily can be three, 4 a.m., 5 a.m. finishing that setup to then for the show. And, you know, what's kind of interesting or, or um, you know, people don't realize like they just walk into the show and it's, you know, a great show and they're experiencing it, but they have no idea like the chaos behind the scenes. I mean, the show has a beauty to it, of course, and an inspiration, but, you know, just hours before it's chaos. And until that like main aisle carpet goes down, um, you know, it just looks like a completely different space. It's truly a construction zone. Yeah, I've been privy to that, been able to walk around the shows ahead of time. And it is, it's like a, a little bit of a hazard in there. <laughs> it is. I mean, yeah, there's forklifts and people moving and huge crates and boxes everywhere, right? I mean, it's concrete floors and, you know, it's even things like that, that um, I've been really fortunate to work again with the same team um, through the years. And we laugh like in our first years being like really naive to just like standing on concrete floors for how many days straight or whatever. Yeah. 
up and like, you know, the natural wear that, that can take on, you know, your physical. Um, so those are things that we've learned, like the right shoes and all that stuff, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, you, I think people have, it's a learning experience with the whole shoes thing. Like they don't want to do it. They want to wear your really nice, you know, uncomfortable shoes. And then by day two, you've got like your sneakers on or something, you know, you just, something's got to give. Yes. That's the part that's a little bit hard, but like we were talking before, um, before you know it, the show's over and it is, it's incredible how much is put into that. I feel bad for the people who have to like break down the booths and do all that stuff too when the party's all over you know so to speak totally yeah it's a bittersweet I mean it's a huge rush of energy I mean uh, to your point it's like we're already exhausted by like opening day and then you actually have the physical show you know because there's a lot of um like times that again I mean I can think about like NKB NKBA design awards, for example, are the night before historically, right? So it's like, I mean, we're setting up that booth. I run home, throw on a suit, go, you know, participate in that for a short period of time. And then boom, like run back, change into gym clothes to get back on the floor and, you know, stage and set up. I mean, it's, um, again, it's it's a lot of effort. And, but there's, when you have good people around you, it makes it fun. Um, and that's been the most important thing that I've been super appreciative for Monogram and the team and a lot of uh, just kind of friends and colleagues along the way who have been supportive and participate. I've garnered a lot of um, vendor partners as well through time that have kind of stuck with me um, in these displays and always, uh, always, uh, you know, show up, right? Um, so I've been super, you know, appreciative for those people that have participated and, you know, and supported the efforts. That's great. That's awesome that you have so much support. And I will end with this, that I just think you're truly an inspiration to be able to do all this stuff and do it all so well. That's really impressive. So. Well, that really means a lot. And it, um, yeah, it's, I mean, again, this is a dream, you know, to coming true. And so I really encourage any like younger people in the NKBA, whether in third and third program or a student that's involved. I mean, I always say, get out there, shake hands, meet people and, you know, don't be afraid to ask and don't be afraid to um, just get involved because I, I would not, you know, be here or have had these opportunities if it wasn't for people around me who believed in me or saw a spark or some sort of, you know, passion. And so, um, I don't, I don't take that lightly. And it's something that again, I, you know, I'm really thankful for. So I appreciate that. Be sure to subscribe to KBB's YouTube channel and click the like button on our videos. You can also subscribe to the From the Tap podcasts on such apps as Apple, Spotify, Pandora, and Google podcasts. And please feel free to leave a review.